Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of the Best Kept Secret Show, where I'm happy to welcome Reb Risty of Rebel Marketing where they help B2B companies under $10 million in revenue, build and manage integrated marketing programs covering strategy, branding and messaging, digital presence and video content. And Reb is based in San Diego, California. Welcome to the show, Reb. Hi, Jay. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. Now, Reb, I know you have more years than it shows in <laughs> the marketing world. And I have probably fewer years than it shows in the marketing world. But I've worked with lots of CEOs of companies in your target market. And most of them, of course, love doing what they're doing and they don't have marketing companies, but they need to market for their brands and for their to get their revenues. And I often see if there's one area of a business where I see business owners just being overwhelmed, I think it's marketing. So I'd love to get your take on that issue. Yeah. You know, I think because marketing has gotten so complicated and the, and it's interesting the the companies we work with are in this growth range, right? They have this amazing ability to scale or they could stay where they're at. And the business owner, usually the founder still heavily involved in the company. So they're overwhelmed and they're really good at whatever their business is, but not necessarily the marketing piece, but they've been doing the marketing because they've been kind of forced to. And if they really want to scale, it's, time for them to think differently about how they're going to approach the marketing well their business in general you know to really kind of think outside the box to grow their business they have to rethink how they're going to approach marketing and they have to get out of the the marketing lane you know Rev, i i'm going to date myself a little bit because i remember when the internet and what they used to call the world wide web I started to enter into the corporate world. And pre that, of course, everything was done in the physical world. You know, you had newspapers, you had TV and radio, you had billboards, you had direct mail. And at some level, that was pretty much it. But now with the advent of the digital world, things seem to be a little bit more complicated than they used to be. You know, what's your sense of how complexity has multiplied, which maybe makes this a really difficult challenge for a business owner? Yeah, you know, it just seems like everything is getting more complex. But on the marketing side, because of the digital capabilities, now you've got different analytics and platforms, and it's hard to know every single platform and type of marketing and tool and strategy. So we found, even in our own business, working with specialists, um, there's, you know, that's it's evolving. I wouldn't say it's new, but the new term is the fractional C-suite, you know, being able to bring in knowledge and talent 
it on a fractional basis to fill those gaps for you because it's impossible as a business owner to know what all the just in social media alone what all the different platforms are so um and then add in everything else from digital and offline you still we still do offline too so um really leveraging specialists and fractional talent has helped us and um our clients grow you know i think that marketing has followed the path of a lot of things that we deal with i'm going to use an example which we're all familiar with which is medicine and doctors you know the days perhaps of our grandparents or great grandparents depending on your age where you had the country doctor who dealt with everything there were no specialists and now there is a bewildering away array of specialists who do everything but you still need that primary care who understands enough that they can put that team together to deal with your specific issue. So if we just take that analogy, Reb, and we apply it to marketing, does that give us any insight as to how executives, how CEOs need to be thinking about dealing with marketing in today's age? Yeah, that's a great example. Like um, you don't want um, your general practitioner, doctor, doing your brain surgery, right? You want a brain surgeon. So, um, and there's always a team, right? The doctor isn't just by himself. He's got a whole team of people and nurses. And so marketing teams are really that way now. You know, I think when a company is small, you may have an internal one person doing a lot of the marketing because it's more reactive. It's not strategic. But as you start to grow and if you really want to scale, um, you have to have this fractional team or there's now, you know, you can bring in specialists. So an example, you know, we use is um me. A lot of people are like, oh, we'd love to hire you, bring you in, be our head of marketing. But I guarantee you, you don't want me doing your graphic design work. Or <laughs> now I know a lot about colors. I know how to lay things out, give direction to the graphic designer, but you definitely don't want me doing the graphic design. So even our team, you know, we uh, utilize fractional and specialists as well within our team to help us and our clients. Um, you know, execute on strategic plans. And then I really come in as a fractional CMO for our clients, but, and I personally, our rebel, we use a fractional CFO. I just met with him yesterday who helps us with our numbers because I'm a marketing person, not an accountant. And I respect that. And I, you know, you have to learn sometimes to get out of your own way. And um, the beauty of where we are today is there's an amazing group of fractional professionals that you can tap into, um, you know, on a part-time ongoing basis, fill the gaps, whatever you need. And it really is a way for small businesses to grow and scale. So for us old timers, let me just say, we used to call people like that part timers or contractors. But if you want to be a cool kid, now the term is fractional. But guys, it's really the same thing. Yes. (laughs) It's all about marketing. (laughs) Exactly. Touche. Well played. Um, Talk a little bit more about how you need to think about in this age of specialization in in an environment where you're always testing, where you're always having to be agile and nimble. And so how you may choose to market, what platforms, what messaging, what visual design uh, that you're going to use could be very different over time. How do you think about creating a team that can handle 
all that dynamicism in your marketing function? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's, it does start with the owner or, you know, the CEO, whoever's leading the company is um, trying to figure out where they function the best. You know, most likely the CEO or the owner is not a marketing specialist. They may, but it could be an engineer, you know, software. So really saying, okay, to yourself as an owner, what am I good at? What I do that I don't really like and what I really don't like to do. And then in the marketing function, if marketing is not your specialty, then figure out who do you need on that team to make sure that you are creating a solid marketing program, you're being strategic. And I think you have to start at kind of the top. So who's who could lead your marketing efforts? Who can come in and be strategic for you, help you figure out then what's the rest of the team look like? Do you need a social media specialist? Do you need a graphic artist? Um, do you need a writer, um, a marketing coordinator? And let that person then handle it. And it really takes that off your plate. You don't have to now strain your brain, you know, um, as a friend of mine used to call it brain damage. And you now have a trusted marketing leader who can build out your marketing team and report back to you and it takes off your plate and hopefully gives you some relief to go do the things that you do enjoy doing and that you are good at. And let me just go back to my doctor example. When you need specialists and you're going to try to manage that on your own and you're not medically trained, that rarely ends well for you and everybody. That's why that at the core of our system is that primary care doctor who can coordinate exactly what you need. And it seems to me, Reb, that there are really two dimensions, which is at a given point in time, how much, for example, of a senior marketing person such as yourself do I need? How much time, say per week, do I need of a graphics person, of a social media person, of a copywriter, so on and so forth? But the other dimension is over time. Maybe I only need this for three months and then I'm done with that specialty and maybe I just I'm done with it or maybe I add a different specialty in and a traditional employment model where I am bringing people on as W-2 employees. And if I ever let those people go, I'm responsible for unemployment. My experience rating goes up. So my costs of employment are hard. The employment model we have in this country is not designed for a workforce that has to be nimble and agile. So just some thoughts on, you know, these different dimensions of how dynamic you need to manage this team. Yeah. You know, I last year, I think, opened all of our eyes to remote work and probably being more open to having fractional people on the team because the world changed and we all had to change with it. Um, and in that aspect, I do think there's a time you need a W-2 you know, maybe you do need a manager or coordinator on the team that's there every day. It, it, a lot of times it depends on the business and what they're doing, but being able to leverage fractional help or contractors, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's just, there's just so many, I mean, you know, I'm in it every day and, and there's so many amazing people. And a lot of these fractional executives, especially, they don't want to work in an office. 40 hours a week, you know, 60 hours a week. They like having their freedom and being able to specialize in what they're good at. You are just getting 
almost instantaneously 20 plus years, sometimes 30 plus years of experience. And they're super happy, you know, cause they're coming in They're Maybe like you said, working on a three month project, putting in your strategy or plan, and then they're going to hand it off to an internal team, or they're going to help you build um, an, an, a fractional team an outsourced team that can execute on the plan for you. And then maybe they drop in every once in a while. Like I was mentioning my fractional CFO, we meet once a quarter, you know, I don't need to see him every day. And then I have an accountant, a fractional accountant and a fractional bookkeeper, you know, um, so you can, if you haven't figured it out, that's my weakness. So, and my, I don't like to do so, um, but yeah, I, I feel like the world has changed and you'll also, what I'm hearing and seeing too, with the next generation of workers, they don't like the traditional model. They don't want to be W-2s. You know, there's this whole gig economy and there's so many really good platforms out there too, where you can get hire somebody inexpensively for a project or ongoing. Um, but uh, yeah, I employers, businesses, business owners are going to have to change their mindset. And it's really to their benefit because the costs savings in hiring a fractional executive. For me, example, um, you know, I get asked if I would like to come on full time and to hire a, a CMO, my level, you're looking at 200 plus annual salary a year. And then you're going to pay me health benefits and vacation and workers comp. And what if you don't like me? Well, you're stuck with me. So, <laughs> you know, um, so I think in, in for growth, scaling businesses. The fractional suite is such an amazing opportunity and it's happening right now. It's huge. There's tons of amazing people available that you can tap into. Well, I think first off, Reb, don't sell yourself too cheaply. <laughs> Just saying. Right? But secondly, and, and I think a lot of us have heard this term, which is the talent economy. And I think marketing is an area where the results that you're likely to get will vary hugely based on the talent level of the people that you have and your ability to bring on exactly the expertise and capability that you need at a given point in time. And in a talent-driven economy, you're going to have to meet the talent where they want to live. They're not going to meet you where you want to live. And I think what you're talking about in terms of flexibility, it really cuts both ways. It is what the talent wants, but it is also what I think the business owner and what the business needs. Um, fair point? Absolutely. It is fair. And, you know, it, it's scary because it's changing whether we want to or not. It's changing. So I think the businesses that are going to be successful are going to adapt to, and it's changing quickly. So they'll adapt quickly. They'll take advantage of, um, you know, this whole new group of talent. And uh, it's, I mean, we use it and see our clients using it. It really does. It really isn't a way to get ahead of your competition. Well, Reb, I think you have given us a lot to think about. I love your perspective. I think there is, as I like to call it, a clarion call to change the status quo in terms of how so many business owners are thinking about such a critical revenue driving part of your company, uh, which is marketing. And I think you've illustrated some of the real significant benefits that can come from embracing this approach. We're going to be right back 
to learn a bit more about REV. Stay with us. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back. Now let's find out a bit more about Reb and Rebel Marketing. So let me start with one of my favorite questions is when you look at your business and you look at your clients, what are the pain points that you're solving for your clients and why do they need you? to do it? Well, I think the big one is what we just talked about is um, a lot of my clients couldn't afford me full time, but they can hire me on a fractional basis and they come in and they just get a wealth of knowledge and experience in the marketing realm. You know, um, we talked a lot about specialists and people really good at things. I'm actually a generalist. You know, I've had a long career. I've had the opportunity to do a lot of things. So I'm able to really bring in these specialists and understand what they're doing at least to level to manage them and be strategic and then really help them be successful um, as part of the team at the strategic or the specialist level. So that's number one thing, uh, you know, a client we provide is just that experience and knowledge on the marketing side, because it really has become a mystery. You know, marketing is complicated today, super complicated. Uh, you know, the second thing is we try to, once we get the team in place, then we really act as that leader on that team. And I think you had mentioned one of the differentiators with Rebel is that we are heavy into video content and helping our clients produce really fun and engaging content to drive all the amazing marketing that they're doing and have put in place. I think one of the realities of messaging for any business is when you continue to talk to the market about what it is that you do, you will sound pretty much the same in the ears of your prospects as everybody else who does what you do. And that, my friends, is the definition of average. And there's two things about average. One, I've never met anyone looking to buy average. And two, when you don't give them a choice, they're going to buy on price. The real, the much more interesting question, Robin, I'm going to put this to you, is what makes you and your team great at what they do? Our approach is practical. You know, um, I talk to a lot of clients, potential clients, uh, business owners, and they're frustrated because they get this high-end, amazing CMO or marketing leader, and they come in and they write them this crazy strategy and plan that they never can execute on, you know? Um, so when we come in, we wouldn't recommend anything for our clients that we wouldn't do ourselves or couldn't afford, you know? So we really look at like, what's the goals? What are they trying to achieve in, you know, chunks of the quarter, six months, a year? And then what are the resources that they have? What can they really afford to do? And then we prioritize 
prioritize that. Um, and I see a lot of other agencies that might be specialists, but they put their clients in these turnkey programs that aren't necessarily a fit. You know, so for us, um, our approach is really practical. You know, I, th I think uh, clients are always taken aback a little bit because they expect us to pitch them on all this crazy stuff. But we're like, no, actually, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you shouldn't spend your money here. Um, and then probably the uh, second or well, actually, the first first thing is our people. Um, when people meet me or my partner, Michelle, she has an amazing background and we really balance each other out. And then um, they're always amazed at our team and how much you can get out of our team at a very, you know, we like I said, we try to really stay within our budget and, and be practical for our client. And we've just got a really awesome team and we have a good time and people like us <laughs> having a good time is important to doing quality work, right? Because you got to love and be passionate about what you do in order to bring the best every day for every client. And I love that about you and your team, Reb. So I encourage everybody to go to Reb's LinkedIn profile. And when you go there, uh, you will be very impressed by her experience in the different positions that she's had and the responsibilities she's had. But there's one thing that we all know, LinkedIn never quite tells us, which is why she's done what she's done. So Reb, if I could ask you to share what's happened in your, you know, whether it's your personal life, professional life, that as you look back on it, you would say it had an outsized impact on you doing what you're doing today. Yeah, you know, I've always been very entrepreneurial, you know, doing the lemon stage stands out in the front yard to I sold Cutco knives, if anyone's familiar with that. Did the door to door Cutco knives. Can you admit did, that? I no, do. Can you admit Cutco knives? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, there, there's a whole group of us uh, alumni. Um, you know, I did that. I, my husband and I ran a small restaurant that actually put us into bankruptcy. So I learned a lot of lessons, but I've always been an entrepreneur and the marketing side is so important to businesses. But I will tell you on the personal side, what really kicked me into gear to make that leap and start my business is when my father got sick with cancer and, you know, he was only a year and a half into his retirement and he passed away. You know, he was diagnosed and then three months later passed away. And I just realized you think you have all this time. I kind of dilly dallied and played with the idea. And I finally said, you know what, it's time. I either do it now or never. So, um, I think he would be very proud and happy to see where I'm at. Reb, you know, you, you've brought, I think, a real refreshing insight into what is such a difficult area uh, for so many business owners, yet such a critical area, which is marketing. So I'm sure a number of people in our audience are going to want to follow up with you, reach out directly to you. So what's the best way for people to get in contact? Email me. Reb, R-E-B, at rebelmarketing.com or call me, 858-848-7325. I still pick up the phone. I still believe in talking one-on-one. -on -one. So um, either way, though, email or phone is probably the best. Fabulous. I will put everything both in the video and in the show notes for the podcast to make it easy. I'll also give you Reb's LinkedIn profile, and I do encourage you to connect with her there. All right, Reb, before we go, you're not done yet. 
I like you, but I love our audience. So I'm looking at you and I'm saying, so what can you do for our audience? I think it's not a bad idea that you give them a little bit of a gift. So what can you do for them? You, you know what we do for a lot of um, uh, potential clients that come in, which is always fun, is we'll do like a 30-minute high-level digital review. And we usually focus on your website and we'll drag in some social. But I guarantee you'll leave with one or two really good ideas that you can take action on. You wouldn't even you know, need to take a week or anybody you could immediately make a fix to your website. And those are always fun because... Um, they're fairly simple, but important uh, changes you can make. And then it's a great way for us to get to know each other. Reach out to Reb via email and just tell her you want that gift and tell her you heard it on the Best Kept Secret show. All right. With that, Reb, you have been an absolute joy to talk to. Thank you so much for coming on the show today to everyone else. Until next time, let's continue to crush it out there. Later.